Hello and welcome to the Eternity Project podcast. Eternity Project is a UK-based Catholic ministry sharing the teaching of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. We really believe that this teaching can change hearts, change lives, change families and even society as a whole. Today we're going to be kicking off our podcast series with a basic introduction to what Theology of the Body is and why it has meaning for us today. Our special thanks go to One Hope Project for sharing the gift of their music with us. Our intro track is taken from the title track of their second album, Life in Colour. One Hope Project is a creative collective encouraging fresh expressions of worship in the Catholic Church. So if you'd like to hear more of their work, head to onehopeproject.co.uk. Let's get started with today's episode. Ready when you are. Um, yeah, tell us what is what is the theology of the body. Yeah, so Pope John Paul II. So he was elected Pope in 1978, and he basically just had this amazing mind, and he'd for decades of his life been kind of building this understanding through his study and through his prayer of what it means to be human. So what is it that makes us different from all the other creatures or all the other things in in existence? And he utilised his Wednesday audiences, so his papal audiences each Wednesday to give catechesis to the church, to basically share this understanding that he'd built up with us. And he called it an, an, an adequate anthropology of what it means to be human. So you know, basically, how is there the words in the human language, or in the English language even, to describe what God's purpose for us as human beings are. And he, he felt that this concept was the closest thing to that adequate anthropology. And he talks about basically what love is or who love is, being a person, being Jesus Christ. And he teaches us through the theology of the body how God wills us and desires us to treat ourselves, to relate to each other. Um, and I suppose most importantly, to relate to him as well as our creator and as our father on a personal level. So over four years, so it was between 1979, the end of 79 to the beginning of 1984, he gave 133 of these papal audiences. And of those 133, he splits them into two sort of main sections. So two kind of main categories of things that he's talking about. So Matt, tell us a little bit about those two sections. Yeah, so two parts. Part number one, this one was focusing on the analysis of the words of Jesus in various parts of the Gospels. Um, there was a few different parts. In particular, he focused on Matthew 5:28. That was the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. He also looked at Matthew chapter 19, where he teaches about divorce. Uh, and also Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, verse 30, the, that story of, of where Jesus is... Um, is, is, is arguing with the, the, the Sadducees about the resurrection. The Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection. And, and so he has this kind of back and forth with them about that. Um, but this is also in the context of uh, an investigation of Genesis chapter 1 and 2. We remember in, in, in some of those stories, Jesus talks about, uh, about marriage and divorce. He says that from the beginning, this was not so. This was not the plan of God. And, and so Jesus goes right back to Genesis and wants to, um, to, to, to talk about what did God originally intend. And so JP2, in his wisdom, um, does that as well and does this great big long study of um, Genesis 1 and 2. So that's part one, the analysis of the words of Christ. Uh, the second part 
was an analysis of the sacrament of marriage. This is based on Ephesians uh, chapter 5, um, that famous uh, story, um, story investigation of the love between husbands and wives. And um, this is often a passage which is really misunderstood. Um, and so John Paul gave us a way of understanding that. St. Paul talks about how husbands and wives should love each other and, and in, in, in a special way um, he calls it um, a great mystery. The love of a husband and a wife is a sign of Jesus and the church, the church often being called the bride of Christ. And so he, com- he compared the two, St. Paul compares the two and, and John Paul unpacks that um, for us in a special way. And so that's the that's a very short overview of um, of what uh, those two sections are. We're going to go into that in in detail over over the course of this podcast, but um, that's a very short overview. Now, the the theologian George Weigel he said that theology of the body is a theological time bomb set to wow. go off somewhere in the third millennium, and. This was this is a statement that he he said um, a while ago, and he he went further with that a bit later on. And he said that even now, you know, after after so many years, um, we've barely begun to scratch the surface uh, of what theology of the body can teach us and offer to us. Um, and we want to unpack that in so many different ways, as well um, as well as these investigations into the um, the actual text of theology of the body. We want to have some other time to um, to look at various um, other ways in which theology of the body can influence our life. Um, before we do that today, Esther, can you tell us a bit about the original context of theology of the body? Yeah, and I think actually this is a really important thing when we're considering sort of what the theology of the body is meant to teach us. You know, it's exactly what we would do if we're considering scripture. You have to take it in the context it's given. There's so many Bible passages, whether it's St. Paul's letters that were given to a specific group of people, and we have to think about it in the context of of the situation of that group or you know all of those ridiculous long-winded um old testament passages where it's just name after name after name after name and it makes Mm. no sense if we don't take it within the context of the the story of um salvation and it's the same with theology of the body you know it makes so much more sense when we consider it in its historical context so you know think about the fact that Pope John Paul started to give this teaching in 1979. Well, you know, what was happening in history at that time? Well, it was responding to the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s. So we've got this time where there's the free love movement, there's the rise in contraception, there's really a breakdown of traditional values and family values and the nuclear Mm. family in particular. Um, And he's sort of seeing this breakdown in society and this deviation from um the the sort of the cultural norm and the christian norm of society and he's seeing this really desperate need to speak into that deviation with the truth of jesus christ and with the truth of the gospel in a way that that makes sense for the, the situation that the world was in at the time and the other thing to think about is that theology of the body or his delivery of it shortly followed the second vatican council so it's a time when things are really being shaken up within the church as well as just society um you know this wouldn't have been initially accepted by everybody in the church this was a controversial teaching that he was given um there was you know really sort of polarized some of the church bishops and cardinals as well as the laity um so this was a really brave delivery of teaching that john paul ii felt convicted and called that he he had been called to give for the time that he was living in now that might all be quite sort of lofty you know we're thinking in abstract terms about the theology and and the 
um, historical context behind it. Um, but what we really want to do with this podcast is take the philosophy that John Paul presented and the theology that he presented and really make it practical and applicable for daily life. So this podcast is um, for you to take the theology of the body and to find the ways that it can be applied to your life, whether that is family life um, or whether it's discerning your vocation or whatever stage it is that you're at. The theology of the body speaks into every single aspect of our humanity because it is that adequate anthropology of what it means to be human Mm. in in the very fullest sense. There is nothing in our life that I think we can't pick out something, some nugget of wisdom um, or of encouragement from this teaching. So um, Matt, just tell us a little bit about how you first came to encounter Theology of the Body. Yeah, so I mean, I like many people, um, I mean, I'm a cradle Catholic and um, I went to Catholic school, but I was never really given much of a of a, of a teaching or a foundation in my Catholic faith um, at home or at school, really. When I left the family home, I wasn't equipped to, to face... Uh, the difficulties that that young Christians, young Catholics face uh, going to university or going anywhere, really. And mm-hmm. so, I, I suppose I bought into the lies of our of our secular culture that um, that love equals sex. You know, your what you do with your body doesn't really matter because you know it's just a lump of uh, of flesh, and you know, um, and when you die. Well, who knows what happens? I don't know what I really believed when I when I started my um, my my early adult life. Went on through university and um, I had a profound experience where I, I met the person of Jesus Christ at a at a Catholic uh, event, um, and that that began this huge change in my life. I committed my life to Christ and I wanted to follow Him with every every ounce of who I am, um, and that led me to join a, a missionary community that um, that both of us both mm. of us joined. We met there. Thank the Lord. I love the Orby for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Zion Community is where where we met, and being part of Zion Community, we had um, we had teaching on theology of the body. We watched uh, these uh, these DVDs by Christopher West, great advocate for theology of the body, taught so many people, including including myself now, uh, through his DVDs and through his uh, through his expertise, and and I, I developed this desire to know more. Um, this this real passion for for what is this theology of the body? It's it's it spoke to me in his teaching. Something something struck my heart and thought there is something more in my life. Um, there is something more important than the way I was living. There was there's got to be a, a way of of harnessing the um, the desire that I have, uh, the love that I have, and yeah, making a, a way forward in my life that doesn't involve repressing my sexual desire my sexuality um but equally doesn't involve indulging that in every in every aspect of my life in every way that i want to indulge and so i thought well i've just got to read it i've got to read john paul's writings himself there's got to be something in there for me and i started to read and as i read i was like okay this is good but it's heavy i I was really kind of struggling and grappling with the weighty text is that that he wrote and i was just waiting i was reading and waiting and like like I was told there was going to be sex in this book and uh you know I never I never got there read through it and what I what I read and what I understood was that it was so much more important than that mm. like your the, the the teaching and and the the implications for our sexuality is huge and it's incredibly important but it's so much more than that as well um it had implications for the way I exercise the way I uh, look 
at and treat other people the way I think, the way I I think about, you know, my, my, my mission, my place in life, my vocation. It had so much implication and I, I just fell in love. And, and since then, you know, reading everything I can about Theology of the Body, reading most of Christopher West's books, yeah, reading books by people like Dr. Dr. Ed Sri, fantastic theologian and, and, and teacher, um, and, and so many other people and commentators on theology of the body, just to, just to get as much out of it as I can, and then leading us to, to this point in time. So that's a bit of my story. Mm. Esther, why don't you tell us yours? Yeah, so just thinking it's interesting that we both encountered this for the first time at university, because John Paul II just had such a heart for young people and for students. Mm. So I think it's quite fitting, really, actually, that that is so integral to, to both of our stories here. So I went away to university having been brought up, you know, also in a faithful Catholic family, I'd never sort of deviated from that before. And then when I arrived at university, I hadn't really considered the fact before that this was going to be the first time that I had to make a decision about my faith. I didn't have my family taking me to church. You know, it wasn't just a given. It had to take some effort on my part. And I just wasn't in a place where I wanted to make that effort. So, um, you know, I, I was going to church maybe sort of once every three or four months. Sorry, once every three or four weeks. <laughs> I mean, mainly so that when my parents came to visit me, I could walk past the church on the high street and say, oh, mum, that's my church that I go to. Isn't it lovely? But, you know, I wasn't praying. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus at that point. I wasn't doing anything that that would really support that faith. And then at the end of my second year of university, um, over the summer holidays, I had this real, real sort of conversion experience where I just had awoken within me this desire to really know Jesus and to really know how to live my life in the way that he wanted me to. And so what that started in me was this quest for more knowledge about my faith and for more knowledge about Jesus and, and about myself as a result in, in light of that. Um, so I started basically just reading loads of books and podcasts and things like that and, um, and blog posts. And to be honest, it's so funny because theology of the body is such an important part of my life and yet I couldn't actually tell you where I came across it it was just in one of these blogs that I was reading and I started to think it must have been bit by bit that I just thought oh that's interesting I'll read something else on that and then I bought a kind of a theology of the body for beginners book and then I read another beginners book and then you know I read a little bit more of an advanced book on theology of the body and um, then I started writing my own blog posts about it and and telling my friends about this and it was a, a friend in my university chaplaincy one day said to me, Esther, you've read every book on Theology of the Body. Why haven't you read the original texts? And I thought, do you know, I've never even considered it. I just thought they're probably way above me. You know, I need the the, uh, the broken down spoon fed version. But yeah, she really challenged me. And I thought, well, actually, I've heard everybody else's take on John Paul II. It's time that I heard it from the horse's mouth. Um, so I started reading with my breakfast one of these papal audiences a day. So the, the, the book that is the original text are divided into each audience. And I found that as I started to, to build my understanding and to build my familiarity with it, what really changed for me was my vision of myself as body and soul. So it's called Theology of the Body, but realistically what the teaching is is that as humans we are body and soul and those two things can't be separated and I think you know in, in my sort of backstory I had always either neglected or rejected the body aspect of that 
when I was a teenager, I suffered from anorexia. So I was, you know, very firmly rejecting my body. I, I basically didn't want a body. I wanted it to be so small that it would be invisible and that I wouldn't have to acknowledge it and that nobody else would have to look at it. As I recovered from that, um, and as I moved into university years, I really kind of threw myself into sport. So I, I was a university rower for a number of years. And in that sense, I kind of idolize my body you know I thought if I can get stronger and fitter and more toned and you know less mm. body fat and whatnot and faster you know on my my rowing tests and things then that's what's going to make me the best version of myself that I can be so I'd moved from rejecting my body to indulging it and idolizing it and what theology of the body really did for me was was to bring me back into a healthy balance and to see that you know, my body wasn't just an extension of who I am, but that it was an absolutely core and essential part along with my soul of what makes me human. And it just made me treat myself and my body completely differently. You know, Matt mentioned it changing the way that he exercised and the way he ate and things like that. For me, it made me do those things with so much more respect for myself. And likewise, it changed the way that I view, viewed other people in the soul sense of that body and soul unity because as I started to recognize other people as body and soul created in the image and likeness of God I started to recognize the dignity of what was within somebody so rather than just looking at them and seeing a body and you know either being annoyed by what they'd done or judging them for what they looked like or anything like that and that doesn't mean I never do that I definitely am still very guilty of yeah, that yeah for sure um I suppose it gave me the the motivation to want to see beyond that exterior mm. and to see what God saw in that person really and what he had created them for and how he had created them and what I could learn of him through that as well mm. so it is our sincere hope that um as we go on this journey you know we unpack the the audiences and the words of john paul ii that we are able to make it applicable to our lives mm. to your lives yeah. so that yeah not only do his teachings become more widely known and understood um, but also it, it helps us to to get to grips with who we are as human beings and made in the image and likeness of god and what that means and so we want to leave you with a with a question um, each each episode to ponder you know you can go and read john paul's words and, and perhaps just just to reflect on that this this episode we want to give you the question think about what is what is your experience of uh, of being a human being body and soul esther spoke of that um so beautifully the um, the idea that we are created uh, body and soul that um that unity between the two they're not divided and what does that what does that mean to you and how does that does that impact on your life that to think about your yourself in that way mm. um so that's our that's our question for you to unpack and, and, and ponder for yourself there we go oh man that's a wrap
Thank you so much for listening. I hope that has blessed you in some way. Make sure you head over to our website, eternityproject.co.uk, to get signed up to receive updates about new content that we'll be releasing in the coming days. We have a load of blogs, spiritual reflections on theology of the body being released regularly, so go and check that out. Also, please give us a five-star rating and get subscribed on whatever podcast app you use. And please remember to share it with your friends and family. Until next time.